Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 48, Torch Song and The Ultimate Thrill. Hi, chums. I, one of these days I'll say these two episodes were of differing quality, but mm-hmm. sorry, every week now it's like, okay, <laughs> amazing, amazing thing, amazing thing, amazing thing. These two episodes were of exceptional quality. Yeah, because the show knows what the hell it's doing, uh-huh. and we got two brand new villains in these two episodes. Yep, and both of them were good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them very sort of like grounded in classic Batman like oh what if what if you took something awful that a person does and then just made them into a supervillain. Mhm. But uh you know also fun to watch. Yeah. So. Uh was was the latter one? I know I know Firefly uh was from the comics. Mm-hmm. Is Roxy Rocket an original uh creation uh, for the show or? I believe she is. Yes. And she has okay. appeared very sparingly in the comics since this episode. Uh, I remember being part of sort of the like the the very early uh, fan circles around this time, and I know this character was not particularly well loved by a certain kind of fan, and I bet you can guess. Oh my god! What type of fan that was? Are you kidding me? She's awesome. I mean, I know that, and we'll get into that, but you know, ridiculous. Fuck she off. She also she also shows up in Superman, so we'll see her at least once more. Well, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's talk about Torch Song, why don't we? Yes, tell, tell me if it's glory, Al. I will do such as you ask. Bruce is enjoying, well, experiencing, a night out in the town with his latest young lady. I keep getting older, but they stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> this joke shamelessly stolen from Bojack Horseman, who stole it from Dazed and Confused, but made it better. The date in question is a concert for Cassidy, who I guess is like the Britney Spears of the late 90s. So, Britney Spears. Cassidy's recently broken up with her boyfriend Garfield, who's still hanging around as like her road manager or something, which seems like a big mistake, because surely one day he's going to abuse the power he has to operate her pyrotechnics to do something bad. Well, Cass, you're in luck, because one day is today. And when I say you're in luck, I mean you're in bad luck. That's a thing people say, right? <laughs> Anyway, this dude fails to light his ex-girlfriend on fire, but this does make him realize just how much he likes fire, which is a whole lot. He's like the Beavis of the 90s, so Beavis. <laughs> then, because this is Gotham, he straps his assorted fire-making paraphernalia to a buff version of the Arthur, Arthur from the Tick bunny suit. Because he's so mad about being cancelled, he calls himself Firefly. Come on, that was clever. <laughs> then he tries to light Cassidy on fire several more times. Batman and Batgirl are uh, hot on his trail, and soon they find his abandoned warehouse slash uh, fire laboratory. (laughs) Batman picks up a clue on a matchbook, and Batgirl, who should absolutely fucking know better, pulls an unmarked lever because, hey, what could go wrong? Well, an entire city block could explode, and also you could seriously injure yourself, which is exactly what happens. So Batman has to chase down Dollhouse, sorry, I mean Firefly, alone, in a cool robot suit. The matchbook leads him to a building labeled Mephisto. Official motto, we'll steal your marriage for some reason. <laughs> and he manages to stop Garfly before he sets the entire city on fire because of his broken heart. Yeah, that was a badass move when Baby Doll tried it recently, but now it's kind of played out, dude. 
Then he seems somehow surprised that playing with a bunch of dangerous fire chemicals is dangerous, and he's defeated as the whole thing back, um, the whole thing blows up in his, uh, the whole, the whole thing goes horribly wrong. Nailed it. (laughs) I was trying to avoid fire puns so hard Mm -hmm. because I'm just going to roll into my bad thing. Sure. There is some particularly bad wink, wink dialogue in this one. Mm -hmm. Like when Bruce's girlfriend asks what cave he's been hiding in or when Cassidy says her love with Garfield is as cold as a burned out fuse. And then she tells Batman he carries a torch for her. Just like, come come on. And this is after he started burning things. Look, when he's burning things and he's quipping and he's making mm-hmm. puns, that's that's an accepted level of punnery that we all like. Even yeah. Mr. Freeze did that shit. We're fine with that. Yeah, I the all the examples I've listed here are people sort of outside of that. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's making dumb puns when he's lighting shit on fire, but also Bruce is doing it and mm-hmm. Cassidy's doing it. And it's like mm-hmm, stop it. I'll burn you or something. Yeah, hang on. I had a thing for this. If you play with fire, shit. Uh, hang on, I gotta call my butler. I'll come back in. <laughs> Alfred, what was that great joke we were working on? <laughs> we were workshopping late into the night, sir. <laughs> I need my tight five on fire. <laughs> this is so much harder than what I did when I was fighting Mister Freeze, and I needed all the cold puns. <laughs> I was a little chattier back in those days. Though, As I so. recall, he provided them for you, sir. Shut up. <sighs> yeah, this guy uh this guy sucks, which I like. Yep. Just like, a real shitty dude. Again, like I was saying, mm-hmm. I love when they take sort of real world psychological things mm-hmm. and just say, okay, but what if this in Gotham? Uh-huh. It's a We were talking about this before the episode. We haven't seen like a gross stalker guy before. No, and it's a very sta- like it's a very dangerous real world person. Mm-hmm. Like a you know. The jilted lover who doesn't go away and who's in a position of power and can threaten you and scare you. It's its its terrifying. Well, and, like, I, I, I love how this episode builds, too. This is my good thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the various fire sequences in this are really good. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing a Firefly episode, like, you got to come prepared for some cool fire stuff because that's his entire gimmick. Mm-hmm. But, like, they na- they make it look like... In the opening, when um, he takes his first, he attacks Cassidy for the first time, and he just sets fire to her stage, it is like viscerally frightening in that way that well, like a big blaze is, you know. There's a lot of effects that I don't know if I've seen before, or if I have, I haven't seen them sustained for mm. this long. Like the lighting changes, um, like everything goes sort of in oranges and very pale, like uh, shadows. Oh yeah, and and then everything goes wavy and blurry mm-hmm. and. The, the combined visual effect just makes it look really cool and interesting. Yeah. And then also the 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 choreography sta- is staged so that it's scary as well. Like yeah. things fall and, you know, all that. It's very good. Like it look everything looks very dangerous in a way that like I don't see very often in the show. I feel just like, like these is, idiots could get hurt. This is another one of those things where I think being on a different network that's more permissive helped. Mm. Like I think a lot of times... I, I, and I've read things over the years, but I don't have concrete examples in front of me. But just broadly speaking, they wanted to show something being dangerous, and the network would always say, uh, hmm, maybe not that dangerous. Too we dangerous. don't want to scare kids. Yeah. Yeah. And Kids WB does not seem concerned with that. And they're just like, yeah, scare scare those kids. <laughs> you know what I love? Scaring kids. Yep. That's what we're here for mm-hmm. at this at this new network for children. Yep. 
Let's uh, which is let's really make... only a few hours uh, block of of programming on on a network. But anyway, let's make this shit completely unwatchable. Yep, it's okay. We also got Pinky in the Brain. That show's not scary. No, so, you know we're good. <laughs> uh, there's there's actually a reference to that. In that this. was that was weird. Uh, what's weirder is my quote, mm. which is an incredibly obscure reference to uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, and not one of the Rocky and Bullwinkle quotes that everyone knows. But uh, uh, some letter comes for Cassidy, mm. and uh, her her manager says this: "Fan mail from some flounder." Just like that's there's a there's just a sequence that appears maybe once every ten episodes of Rocky and Bullwinkle that lasts you know thirty seconds, mm. and that's their quote. I don't I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't really help you with that one. I haven't watched Rocky and Bullwinkle in a long time. Well, it's very good. I rewatched it recently, and it holds up. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, this guy, like you know, like, without the firepowers, mm-hmm. would be scary. He's just oh yeah, a he's cre- gross, creepy, dangerous stalker dude. Mm-hmm. But also, he's got well, I say powers. He's got you know matches. <laughs> That's it. You guys talking about matches? <laughs> oh no. Not you, Mr. Malone. I was summoned from, I don't know, my French restaurant or a <laughs> bicycle shop. <laughs> I was bang baguettes. And a striped shirt. <laughs> Waxing my moustache. Of course. You gotta do that. All right, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> there he goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, but I I wasn't a huge fan of the voice acting for him. He sounds like a guy, you know. Like there's, I I was okay with that. It's just some of the acting, mm. like when he sounded angry, he didn't sound convincingly angry. No. Maybe maybe that was where they had to dial it back, because like a genuinely scary dude who wants to kill his ex or whatever uh-huh. is probably might be a little too much for children. Yeah, maybe. But he just he didn't really sell some of the the really threatening yeah. like all the visuals did, but some of his voice acting didn't. I like the I like the design a lot. The uh weird helmet and jet. <laughs> the pack. Arthur suit? Yeah, the Arthur suit. <laughs> I did have I'm, a moment where I'm watching like he activates little wings on his jetpack and I'm like, those wings aren't long enough to fly a man in a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're wings, they're they're wings, they're fins. I suppose that could be. You know, the jetpack does the flying, mm. and the, the oh, fins, and the fins sort of guide like, you. Guide, yeah, exactly. All right, so never mind. That, it's a good, it's would... a good design. I just don't like the 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 googly bug eyes on the thing. <laughs> I like them, but I like how do these work? Can you see out of them? Not really. Uh huh. I just sort of blindly shoot fire everywhere. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it works out for me. I've got a fireproof suit. Oh God, uh-huh. you are an asshole. Uh huh. Well, and that takes me to my good thing, actually. So does Batman. Mm-hmm. And oh, he sh- yes. <laughs> he shows up in some proto-Batman Beyond, like, robot armor, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe, if I'm, I might be mistaken, but is definitely similar to, if it's not identical to, uh, the prologue to Batman Beyond where we see sort of his final mission as Batman. Mm, I don't in remember, a robot suit. but... Uh... It's it's a sort of a bigger, clunkier robot suit than, than the more elegant mm. one that uh, Terry gets. Sure. But... Uh, it's it's sort of his last moments as Batman before he decides mm. to finally retire. And uh, first of all, one of the greatest scenes in this entire like uh, uh, continuity. Yeah. Uh, but second, I think it's that 
that robot suit. Yeah. So e- either way, it doesn't matter. You can see that he's starting to to think about that kind of stuff, and it's it's good tying stuff in, but also it's just a good design, and it's cool seeing him in a robot suit. Yeah. Also, I like robots. Looks very like this might just be because he also had the freeze gun on him, but like it looks like mm-hmm. he cribbed some designs from Mister Freeze to build it. Oh, he probably did. It's like that. I mean, a good I- th- that suits a good idea. Mm-hmm. Batman, you stole you stole my suit patent. Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, nothing. Batman takes sometimes Batman takes things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a whole cave full of everybody's stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna take you to it, but uh, trust me. Aren't you against crime? It's not crime when I do it. It's not crime when you steal from a criminal. Mm-hmm. Two wrongs make a right. Yeah. Don't Obviously. you Don't you know anything? Uh-huh. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, I can't take a supervillain named Garfield seriously. <laughs> Anytime they were like, Garfield. <laughs> Are you I trying think... to set a woman on fire again? Sorry, John. <laughs> See, I think, okay, putting aside the obvious, yeah, you're, of course you're thinking about the cat, because mm-hmm. that's who owns that name. Now. Yep, he sure does. But it's also sort of an old-timey, sort of, like, formal-ish name. Well, it doesn't definitely... feel like this dirt bag would be called Garfield. It's... Maybe they call him Gar or something? Yeah, but... they, in the modern stuff, I believe it's Gar, it's like Garlins or whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely one of those, like, we invented this name in, like, the 50s or something. Yeah, that's Firefly and maybe, from, actually. Maybe it was, like, a cool-sounding, you know, uh, tough guy name then, but I, I have a hard time. It feels like a, a rich guy name. Yeah, no, created in 1952, so predating right. Garfield but the cat by at least three years. <laughs> yes, at least three years. <laughs> Garfield, created in 1955, <laughs> according to you. Get on the trolley, John. Uh, Wow. No. <laughs> That's from like the 20s. <laughs> you don't know time, do you? 23 skidoo. <laughs> yes. That's how they talked in 1955. <laughs> they sure did. As evidenced in Back to the Future. Unfortunately, the lasagna hadn't been invented yet, so. <laughs> Speaking of Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas the F is for Biff Wilson shows up in this one. <laughs> he sure is. Very, very briefly. Very he's got like br- I one guess he line. Was, I guess he's just hanging around the studio. No, he's like he's like one of the thugs or something. Uh-huh. He's like, I'll get you. No, that's it. I lo- or there weren't thugs. There were uh, security guys at the concert. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy in the like the Gotham uh, biker gang shirt or something, right? I think so. All right. I I don't remember, but he was you know he was just some big tough guy, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, he had like one or two lines. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Hey, uh, Tom Wilson, you want to have one line? I mean, I guess. I haven't quite finished writing my uh, clever song about uh, how people keep wanting me to be Biff, so yeah, I suppose so. It was back th- back then that stuff was still happening to him. Right. I mean, it's still happening. I'd I mean, say, maybe, yeah. maybe not now during quarantine, but, you know, it's like before and after it absolutely was. Just hanging out at his, at his place. The best thing about quarantine is that nobody's asked me about Michael J. Fox any gear. <laughs> I mean, they do it over Zoom, but that's it. He's on Cameo now, so people can just ask to his face. <laughs> uh, so Firefly's uh, demonstrating his his new uh, chemical that he's developed, mm-hmm. which is which is just napalm. Okay, I was uh, right. Okay, yeah, napalm is jellied gasoline. Basically, I, I had this note here where it's like he's like, "I've invented a gel that catches on fire." I'm like, "Is that napalm? Wait, do I, I mean, know what napalm is?" It's, yeah, I saw that. It's it's probably more like more dangerous mm. than that. 
but it, you know, effectively that. That's so. Um, that's so uh, cartoon, by the way. Yeah, a much more deadlier form of napalm. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that uh, the old South Park joke. It'd be like nine eleven times ten, so nine thousand one hundred and ten. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but when he's demonstrating it, he he burns through ice. Oh yeah, that, that's not difficult, man. Check like, it. When I when I was a kid, I used to turn on the uh, oven burner mm-hmm. and then drop an ice cube on there and watch it melt. Because I don't know, I'm I'm stupid, and it looked it looked cool. Like it's not it's not hard to burn through ice, is what I'm saying. Look, Cassidy, I've invented a, I have invented something that can melt ice. Yeah, something so hot that it makes uh, it, ice melt at room temperature. It, 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 is that good? <laughs> you never you understood invent, me. Did you invent a candle? Ooh, good work. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, definitely going to take you back now. <laughs> the fa- that was what it took. Oh, my boyfriend, the famous heat scientist, <laughs> figured out a way to melt ice. <laughs> Uh, I do. It was weird to me that okay, he would he was in charge of the pyrotechnics at mm. her concert, and everyone's like, "Who could be causing this fire?" Mm-hmm. Like, she just like reminded the dude that they broke up and fired him, yep. and then the pyrotechnics went wrong. Who do you think? Don't um, don't fire a guy and then tell him to finish up the day. Also, tell him he is dismissed. Don't say fired. Yeah, that's, especially that's just this playing guy. right into that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just playing right into that pun thing again. Fired, am I? I'll show you. I'll show mm-hmm. everyone. Mm. Can I get? Can, can I get like a reference or something? He did. He did say, "I'll show everyone too." Uh, my favorite. Yeah, which like, look, nothing like on the up and up ever started with. Uh, <laughs> I'll show them all. Mad, they called me. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't finish with that. Oh, no, I'm going to. Oh, look, there's no stopping this train now. <laughs> this fire train. I'm leaning right into this. Yep. Uh, I like him, but uh, in the long run, he's definitely a very third-tier villain. Well, he's, yeah, he's just like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is this is all you can do. Like, Although they did end like this children's cartoon. Oh, this with- ending is so good. With this woman just being terrified, like someone's got a uh, one of those desserts that's on fire briefly, yeah. like at a fancy restaurant. I forget which, like, is it? No, it's not baked Alaska. Uh, oh God, I don't I used remember. to know this. Yeah. But flambe, anyway. is that right? Something Could be. flambe. Yeah. Cherries Jubilee, is that one of them? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. One of them fancy desserts that you set on fire, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and she's freaked out. And her shitty manager, which is perfectly written. Mm-hmm. Wants to exploit this because, oh, yeah. of course, he does. And he's like, "Yeah," and you come out, and there's more fire than usual, and everyone, like, you, you know, you, you really turn this into a thing. And she's like, "Oh," and like, she's got fucking PTSD straight oh, yeah. up. Just like she, her life is ruined. Well, I mean, she that's got, the end. Yeah, <laughs> she got almost set on fire like eight times in this episode. Yeah. Like over the course of two days. Yeah. This piece of shit tried to set her on fire a whole lot. And set people around her on mm-hmm. fire when when not directly her. It's like, but again, ending your children's cartoon with someone so traumatized yeah. that their life will never be the same, mm-hmm. and that's that's your blackout. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's the good shit right there. Like, there's no there's no joke. There's no light in the mood. There's mm-hmm. d- nope. Sit with this, kids. Boy, Bye. I, boy, I really set 
his plans on fire. Nope. No, it's just her like in a in a fetal position, just trembling mm-hmm. and crying, and then it's like coming up next, Freakazoid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh Lord. Yep. Uh, what else? Let's see. That's about all I got. Yeah. This is definite right. appearance of Mary Jane from Spider Man in this episode. Oh my God! It was a it was a redhead in a short dress. Hundred percent her. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Well, then, let's talk about the next episode, which definitely had the original character that I created, Dottie, because it's a woman in an aviator's cap. It sure does. <laughs> That's the same thing. Uh, please tell us about the ultimate thrill. An exciting blimp party is interrupted by Gotham's newest villain, Roxy Rocket. Roxy's a giant redhead in a pilot's outfit. She's burglaring some dipshit rich guys, and I am completely in love with her. Having Then, having robbed said dipshits, she dives off the blimp and flies away on a giant vibrator. Seriously, guys, Roxy is amazing and so horny. Batman gives chase in the Batplane, but he's hopelessly outclassed. Sorry, Batman. Batman does his research, discovering that Roxy is an ex-stunt woman who was fired when she started taking excessive risks in her movies. Now she just robs people and then sells shit to the Penguin. It's a story we've seen a million times. Next day, Batman, disguised as Bruce Wayne, or wait, hang on, <laughs> presents a new piece of modern art that he's purchased at the Wayne Enterprises, and Roxy promptly steals it. This time, Batman has brought a jetpack to catch Roxy, but that's just not going to work, dude, come on. Meanwhile, Roxy flies around, coming all over Gotham City. <laughs> Batman's able to get her to crash her rocket, but she still escapes when Batman decides to go after the stolen shitty art rather than the criminal, which, okay. Roxy returns to the Penguin to sell the painting, but he's getting really tired of her whole Daredevil thing and worries that she's going to lure Batman back to him and ruin his whole legitimate businessman, I'm in, I'm in waste disposal thing. So then he tries to shoot her and feed her to his seals. Unfortunately for the Penguin, Roxy is far too awesome to be eaten by seals, and then she rides one to victory because she is perfect. Batman tracks Roxy to her hangar in the airport. Uh, he looks for the one hangar with the giant rideable rockets inside of it. Rocky escapes yet again, and Batman gives chase on one of Roxy's rockets. Batman hops on Roxy's rocket, and they almost fly into a cliff while Roxy comes some more. She honestly thinks that they're going to have death sex, so she is super disappointed when Batman just arrests her. And horny. Incredibly fucking horny. Jesus Christ. Yes, she is. Oh, my God. I love it. You want to talk about... You want to talk about kids love Batman. Roxy yeah. Rocket is the horniest cartoon character I've seen since Fritz the Cat. Well, and there's some read-between-the-line stuff earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. but by the third act, it is just over. It's not like, it's not like she's basically just straddling this giant fucking rocket while while she moans. It's insane. Yeah, and some of the choices of angles, like, don't detract from the phallicness of the rocket. They, they emphasize sure it. don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 like we were watching heavy metal for a second. Yeah, it was very good. And there are the parts of heavy after... metal that aren't this horny. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. There's that whole bit where it's just the Captain Kirk guy running around. I guess that's true. Um, but there's uh, uh, I mean, at the very end where she thinks she's about to crash into the cliff with Batman, she seriously starts making moaning sex noises. Oh like, yeah, because... there's no there's no hiding that. Because what could be hotter than flying into a cliff with Batman? The thing is, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my good thing. Yeah. Like, 
I, the, the thrill seeker looking for a bigger rush is such a simple backstory, and I love it. Mm-hmm. A- especially when at the end she's like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll crash right into that wall." And yeah. Batman is also like that. It's an excellent "We're not so different, you and I" moment where it's like, "Oh, you also like you don't play chicken with Batman." Yeah, come on. Only he's not doing this for fun. But here's here's the thing, and this is this is a real true thing. Mm. Uh, I. Not to this extent, certainly, uh, have this tendency. Mm. It is in a lot of ADHD people. It's because we don't make dopamine properly. Mm-hmm. So we are constantly seeking uh, extra, like, uh, uh, stimulus, extra input, extra, like, things to make us excited. And when we don't get that, mm. we're very bored. Sure. And, like, that's why, you know at my best, like, I love getting in front of big crowds, mm-hmm. and I love, like, d- doing the next project, and I love, you know, just, like, and, That's like, why you bought again, that giant rocket to ride around on. Uh, yeah, but then quarantine happened, and, you like, there's so many rockets around, you can't stay six feet away from other rockets. So. It's, it sucks, too, because you just got it, like, at the beginning of March. I know. I know. I just gotta, I just gotta wait. I just gotta practice sitting on it until, mm-hmm. until I can fly it again. But I just had the saddest like, image of the world of you just sitting in your backyard on that thing going, we... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like one of those uh, uh, mechanical rides in, in the front of a uh, uh, supermarket. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad for the version of you that I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's seriously like people who have this particular you know chemical deficiency mm-hmm. that I have. Like she's got it obviously to a much greater supervillain yeah, degree. Y- you don't say. But you know, it's like I find it relatable. I find like she's she's bored with her life and she wants to do mm-hmm. exciting dangerous things to 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 get that you know get that spark going yeah. i love that it's it's so good it just so happens you live in a universe where it's entirely possible that you can b- build a giant rocket fly it through town and rob people until batman chases you and what could be I, more fun than that i love when she when she's like oh shit of course batman uh-huh. then she not only doesn't avoid him but actively seeks him out in one of her jobs, she shoots out a little bat signal. That was so to, good. To make sure he knows where she is mm-hmm. to come after her because that's how that's how fucking nuts she is. Uh-huh. And it's so good. Oh my god, she's amazing. And just everything she does is like the the way they animate her fighting mm-hmm. is so fearless in a way that didn't register with me at first. And I realized what it is is she gets right up in your face. She yeah. doesn't dodge the punches. She just sort of keeps coming because she's just not scared. Yeah. And it's 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 a lot like that uh, Scarecrow episode where the characters were just not scared of anything. Mm-hmm. Only she's like that all the time, and it's it's awesome for yeah. her. I so. love the bit where she's like the penguin is like, "Stop trying to get Batman to chase you. I'm trying to sell stolen jewelry. Yeah, look, I'm here. legit now, man. Yeah, legit. Well, and, you know. And she's just like, nah. And she starts like tap dancing on the on the uh, the barrier over his uh, killer seal pit. Uh huh, which I guess are a thing. I guess I didn't know. Like, I thought that bit in uh, Arrested Development was a joke. Like, I didn't think seals actually attacked people. I I mean, I certainly don't know anything about it, but uh, I feel like many animals could be trained mm. to you know be more vicious if you wanted to mistreat them. But then I don't think he would keep them openly in his restaurant that's supposed to be legit. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, hyenas probably not, like, actually dangerous. Like, they probably just run away from you or whatever. But, you know, the Joker probably trained his to eat your face. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Get me the most man-eating seals of all. Boss, you sure you don't mean sharks? No. I want seals. Man-eating Look, seals. If people if people come into my restaurant and they see like a shark fin break the surface of the, of the water over there, they're going to know what's up. But no one's going to suspect a oh, seal. Oh, please. People are going to love that shit. I went to the Penguins nightclub last night and he had actual sharks in the room. This place <laughs> rules. Yeah, you know who didn't like that? King mm. Shark. Yep. Not happy about that at all. Uh, excuse me. This is a cage, man. That's not cool. What the hell? Well, this this kind of leads me to my bad thing in mm-hmm. this sort of a, a, a circuitous way. I said before that I appreciate the penguin as like the whole legit businessman yeah. thing, and I I continue to feel that way. I think it's a great dis- like uh, direction for the character that they never quite got right yeah. to this point. But when Batman sneaks into his penthouse and snags some evidence out of one of his pockets, he does what this like this type of character this like as you said in your summary mm-hmm. the the mob boss who's like there's no such thing as a mafia don't don't insult me yeah like he does what you should do. He doesn't freak out. He calmly informs Batman that the evidence he thinks he has is inadmissible in court, and he is not a cop, and he should leave, mm-hmm. which that's what you do, man. Yep. You you say, you got nothing. Yeah. I don't know what you think you found in my pocket, but it doesn't matter, because you can't give that to the cops. Mm-hmm. Then he picks up a fucking Tommy gun and starts shooting, mm-hmm. which kind of destroys his whole cover. Like, come on, man. You're supposed to be a not a criminal. Why do you have a Tommy gun? And it's not a it's not even an on brand mm. like uh umbrella gun. It's a Tommy gun in his umbrella stand. Yeah, like, I'm I'm come on, man. I'm pretty sure a Dick Tracy style gangster Tommy gun violates the terms of your parole, Oswald. <laughs> yes. And again, it's just in his umbrella stand with all his trick umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And he just picks it up and start like Batman hasn't threatened him with violence at to this Yet. point. Yes, he will, of course. Mm-hmm. But like you're you're destroying the whole idea that you're not a criminal anymore yeah. by drawing a machine gun on someone you ass mm-hmm. just come on man. i i was thinking about this watching the episode and i love i love how far he's come from like the yeah. sad fucking like his sad apartment where he's hoping the joker showed up to welcome him home uh-huh it's like no the dude fine the dude had a crisis of confidence and or whatever and finally figured his shit out like Oh, oh, this is this is where I fit into this whole crime ecosystem. Yeah. I can do this. And I was I was raised rich. I can I can rub elbows with yeah. these guys. And I kind of wish I'd seen that ep- like they'd done that episode. Yeah. Like I really would have liked to have seen him just like I've got to pull myself together. Good lord. And there's like there's uh, some story set between the two series and I, for the most part I have no interest in seeing. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like the time jump and I don't need the gaps filled sure. in, but you're right, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's just like because he changes so dramatically, you know. Yeah. Like I don't care about the the flipper hands or whatever, which are gone now. Mm-hmm. But yes. like him, just just sort of like, wait, no, I can work with this. Yeah. Look, I'm not a like rob the bank directly kind of guy. Mm. I I get that now, but I could be the guy they come to after they yeah, rob the absolutely. bank and they need to launder the money. That's that's fine. And meanwhile, I can run a successful nightclub based around the fact that I used to be a fucking criminal. Yeah, because as we well know in this town, mm-hmm. I've experienced this firsthand. People love that supervillain branding oh, shit. Oh, yeah. If I make a vaguely penguin-themed nightclub, everyone's going to be like, especially tourists. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, hey, we're in Gotham City. Want to go to that supervillain's nightclub? And I mean, he's there. Like, you literally can just hang out with the penguin for a night. Yeah, he's doing that thing that, you know, that club owners mm-hmm. do. He's like walking the floor, making sure everybody's happy. How you, you know, doing? He... Yeah. 
Can I can I get uh, can I get someone to top your drink off there? Any you know, you can go play the tables. You seen you know, Goodfellas? How about you? You seen Goodfellas? Uh huh. No, he's seen Good Feathers, which is the terrible. Uh, oh God! One joke thing in Animaniacs. I hated that one so much. I liked that one okay. It was better than the hippos. Well, you were old enough to have seen any of the mob stuff that like it was. Yeah, based, exactly. they were riffing on. Like yeah. all it was was jokes that like I would not get for another five years. Yeah, and the thing about that is like when you're doing a Looney Tunes type thing where you're drawing on you know movie references, you have to make it accessible for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, like what and are they you didn't doing? Do yeah, well, anyway. But yeah, the hippos were worse. Yeah, the hippos were just were absolute garbage. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Roxy, on the other hand. Oh, my God. So yeah. she's my good thing. She's mm-hmm. so much fun. Like, we got into this yep. a whole bunch, but, like, mm-hmm. she's got a great design. She lends herself really well to action se- awesome action sequences. Her entire mm-hmm. thing is basically high-speed chases. Mm-hmm. And she's funny. I love her. Yep. Like, I could There's... watch her, like, beat people up all day. Her her whole aesthetic like is very early days of aviation. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the the goggles and the you know the the leather jacket and the flying cap and all that stuff. Um, and then she's got the sort of future of the forties rocket. Like yep, combined, she looks like a Flash Gordon villain. Yeah, like she looks like a thirties or forties pulp, like uh you know serial mm-hmm. villain, and it's so good. Yeah, and l- let's be honest, like we haven't really addressed this yet. There aren't a lot of ladies, like, in, uh, you know, Batman's rogues gallery. No, not really. I still hate calling it that, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's got Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and... Harley. Harley, right. Which this show also had to create. Yeah. And Talia doesn't count because she always comes with uh, Raish. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Yeah. That's that's all you get. And so they're like, well, why, why not another one? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, good job. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> And, and she's uh, so Su- good. And Superman will do this as well, which I'm I'm very pleased yeah. with. Like they'll bring this character in. They'll uh, they made Livewire. Uh, yeah, Livewire is so, so good. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. Uh, she'll show up in this too, I believe. Oh, nice. In the uh, Supergirl Batgirl crossover episode. Um, but yeah, I I like that they added another lady to the mix, mm-hmm. and her her backstory being a uh, stunt woman who just got sort of like disillusioned was also very good. Yeah. I thought. We can't. Like, ugh. They won't let me jump from the balloon, <laughs> from the hot air balloon that's like a mile in the air. Look, the 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 insurance company fired ugh. me. Ugh. Yeah. Look, you do great work, but like, we're try we're trying to uh, to like make a movie or something here. Yeah, like the studio's gonna pull the plug if they think someone's gonna die in this movie. <laughs> I would love her her origin was she got fired because all the stunts she wanted to do, Tom Cruise kept doing instead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm is the one a... who gets to ride outside of a plane as it takes off. Is that a is that a thing? That's a hundred. Oh yeah, ah, those Mission Impossible movies are a hundred percent now. Just I want to risk my life in ever increasing like ways and put it, just put it in the movie. I have such a weird, very specifically curated bubble. Like I don't know that I've seen a. Tom Cruise movie in a very like mm-hmm. my Tom my go to Tom Cruise reference now is him sitting at a table read with Paul F. Tompkins saying you got to pick up on those cues buddy <laughs> I need this from you the most famous person in the world hi I'm yeah. Tom yeah like I don't I seriously I don't know the last Tom Cruise movie I saw I, I don't know I, I that's all I know about him is that Paul F. Tompkins bit yep. and uh Scientology and mm-hmm. that's it um but yeah Roxy is goddamn famous yep just everything about her, just uh, so, 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 so. Good. Oh, she's so good. 
there's a bit this didn't bother me like the the punning mm-hmm. when she's with the penguin she lets the the bird puns fly like fly mm. yeah. like crazy and i think it's like she's sort of the way it plays is like she's verbally sparring with him yeah like i can keep up with you and your dumb gimmick yeah birds eggs feathers whatever like, like even when she's just having a conversation she's still she's still trying to get like a th- like a thrill from it you know yeah that's what i mean like every every line is calculated to like I don't know, piss him off or delight him or mm-hmm. something, but to, but to get a reaction. Yeah. And that's such a good thing. It's great. Also, like Batman, like the, the fight in the tunnel really underscored this, but it was definitely in some other bits too. That situation that superheroes find themselves in where the villain doesn't give a fuck about the civilians, yep. like is amplified like crazy with her because she completely doesn't give a yeah, fuck. Whatever. It's very good. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, it's my bad thing. Yes. Uh, so during the fight with Roxy over the painting, um, mm-hmm. Batman, she does that thing where like she throws the painting off the off of the ledge or whatever, and he goes to the mm-hmm. painting and lets her get away. He's done this before, and we talked about it then too. Like it's always weird when he goes for the th- the thing rather than the criminal. You know? Yeah, it just doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's like I mean I guess it's in ca- he's done it twice I guess it's in character so it, they mentioned that it's worth you know millions and he's gonna catch her eventually mm-hmm. he knows he is so you know I spent so much irreplaceable money. painting or you know yeah exactly I also love how uh, how much everyone hates that painting when they present it <laughs> well it's definitely one of those like TV shows doing commentary on modern mm-hmm. art look look some lines my kid could do this yep. yeah okay I've heard this joke a thousand yep. times thanks. Which is fine. It wasn't like, you know, the focus of the scene or anything. It was kind of a background. Let's dwell on this for 20 minutes. Yeah, no. Boy, I hate this art. Oh, my God. Okay, artists who write this show, we get it. (laughs) You know, I don't have to be drawing cartoons. I mean, (laughs) so don't then. (laughs) I could be drawing (laughs) shitty modern art. You know how many animators would, you know, would love to work on this show, I bet? Yes, I do. Uh, let's uh, see. Oh, uh, speaking of her just overtly sexual things, uh, mm-hmm. near the end, um, as Batman continues to chase her, she says, I love a man with staying power. Yep. Not, not even trying. trying. Not even trying. You know, like in sex, like if we were having sex, Batman. No, and you I. you couldn't keep, keep your boner up, you know, like that. No, your I boner. get it. Everyone in the city gets it at this point. You know, your penis boner. I'm going to kill everyone in the, in Gotham City with my incredible sexual innuendos. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's fine. They mm-hmm. got it. You know, I was about to say they got it coming. Ugh, some, dude, some dude leans out the window like Batman 66 style and goes, someone being horny out here? <laughs> <laughs> I could swear I heard someone being horny out here. Is it horny in here or is it just me? <laughs> oh, Roxy's here. It's everyone. Oh, man. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded, I mean, this didn't really, this wouldn't have really fit in the episode, but, mm. like, if they dragged her into Arkham and just, like, everyone's just, like, got their jaw on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. men and women and everyone are just like, oh, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, we've got, uh, so, Penguin's traded in random goons for a small army of his sexy waitresses. Well, I think, I think that's just the waitstaff at his restaurant, and he probably hired them to look like, you know, uh, this is my wait staff. Mm-hmm. They're not criminals, but also they uh, have hench capability. Yep. So, like, it's good. It's part of the whole like uh, uh, facade. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. 
No, I just, I love it. It's like, okay, I'm not hiring gross dudes anymore. I'm going to, you can serve drinks. And also if I need someone killed, you can kill someone, right? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, they're in skimpy outfits. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's kind of like when uh, Mr. Freeze suddenly had women yep. in like no pants and a, and a parka, but you know. Mr. Freeze, can we have some pants, please? No. I'm taking away the thing everyone wants, and you want pants. <laughs> well, what I really <laughs> want is not pants. Here are some pants. Oh, no, you tricked me. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Uh, What else? Uh, this is about all I have. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this one. Yep. Uh, in the same way that last episode had Mary Jane in it, uh, uh-huh. uh, Barbara refers to two of her uh, sources. Uh, one of them is just Black Canary, like JLU ass Black Canary. <laughs> All right. I mean, it could be what's her name maybe before she becomes a, a superhero. Who knows? I mean, I could definitely see them just like, let's put Black Canary in this episode. I, she wouldn't show up for quite some time, though. Cause no, I but mean, the character was around. Yeah. All right. Um,. I I did look up our our old our favorite website mm-hmm. the DC Wiki and uh, to see because because Roxy had some fantastic like mm-hmm. swashbuckly music and it's like it did sound a little familiar to me and I was wondering if they repurposed a previous theme or if this is new for this mm-hmm. and like that's be a good place to find out they didn't they didn't say they did say though Barbara would use sources again in Batman Beyond so good good job guys thanks it's really showing that connective tissue there yep good sources. work. You not these it. sources, just just sources. Just she has sources. That is Incredible. that is one method of crime fighting. You you nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guys, get your head I, in the game. Jesus, I did I did love the music though. Mm-hmm. Whether whether it was original for this or reused, it fit perfectly. It was again, it felt very much like uh, old like adventure serials, like in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, just very very good. That was awesome. Yeah, we're we're on a really good run here. And <laughs> speaking, oh of that, god, yeah, that run continues next week. Yep. Uh, with over the edge, the episode's so good we've already reviewed it. Yeah, when uh, we were doing the Star Trek show, and we uh, we we talked about this before because you had chosen uh, the man who killed Batman, and I chose this because mm-hmm. this is my just outstanding. This this is a concept that should not work, and this show pulls off perfectly. Oh yeah. Yeah, so good. And, and then, uh, what's the Mean other one? Seasons, which I, I am not I, from... No, I, if I had to guess based on the title alone, I would say Poison Ivy, but I don't no, know. No, this is a new character. I've never seen this character before. Uh, good. I like yeah. I like that they're still doing that. Yeah. I like that we're near the end of this whole, you know, Batman solo run, and we're still, like, throwing new villains out there. That's yeah. great. Uh, oh, we didn't do your quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you got? What was it? Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Oh, this <laughs> is... Uh, Roxy remarking on the shitty art that she steals. Ah, a bold statement. Energetic, forceful, and yet small enough to fit in a saddlebag. Yeah. <laughs> that that line didn't jump out at me. It's interesting to me that, like, you know, and I'm not I'm not criticizing your choice. It's just interesting sometimes what jumps out at you. I like, don't know just... what it was. The the it just it it made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And also, I really like her voice act. Like we didn't mention this oh, at yeah. all, but I like I really like her voice actor. Yeah, me too. She does a she does a perfect job of just like selling mm-hmm. exactly what this character is. Yeah. So yes, very very good. Yeah, I enjoy this character tremendously. All right, so that's all for this time. Yep. Uh, website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, we're coming up soonish on uh, a 
we don't call them supplementals. What do we call them? Uh, monitor duty. Monitor duty. Yeah. Uh, coming up soon on a on a mail show. So if you want to write to us, uh, please do. It is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.